Hey everybody, welcome to Wine and Jesus. This is Gio and Jen as usual. It is once again not a bachelor night, it's a new music Friday night. Mm-hmm. So um, we've invited a special guest tonight. His name is Steve. Let's welcome Steve, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here, glad to be here. Steve, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you come from, your background, anything like that. Well, uh, been friends with this guy over here for, man, 20 years maybe? No, more than that, right? Let's see. Uh, He graduated almost 20 years ago, Steve. Yeah, my gosh. (laughs) It's so old, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Been friends for maybe 25 years, we'll call it. That's about right. We'll say that. Uh, Been friends with this chick for a long time, too. Um, Man. How did you guys become, like, BFFs? What was the trigger moment? Was it yeah. chemistry class? We did have chemistry, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so Steve, do you believe in Jesus Christ? <laughs> yeah, no. My, I'll go through, what about like my testimony for a couple of minutes? Yeah. yeah. That'd no, be great. I'm, I'll give great. you like a, a, a light testimony, like, um, or a short testimony rather, but... You don't have to admit to the murders. <laughs> it's a different podcast. They, they still need to find the bodies. <laughs> Um, no, I grew up like, like go, not casually going to church, but actually, um, you know, going to church quite often, but it was like really kind of my, my mother's thing. And, and, you know, I don't know if any of the other family members really latched on. I cer- certainly didn't. I just kind of thought it was, you know, a place where, you know, people went and, and acted like they were better than other people. And I just thought it was completely dead and. Like, it just, like, you know, I believed in God, and I, I I think I understood, like, you know, salvation and, and, and that, but I'm not even sure now if I, if I really did, but, um, I went there, like, you know, all the way to age 18, because I was forced to go to church, so mm-hmm. that's the only reason I went, <laughs> hey, the, uh, and then, you know, the, the day I turned, uh, or the day I graduated high school, rather, I didn't have to go to church anymore, so I really didn't go to church anymore um, for a few years, and then I kind of casually went to church for a couple of years, and then I just completely fell off the map from a church perspective and uh, and, a, and a relationship with Christ perspective, um, and then, you know, had some, had some issues in my life some addiction issues that Mm kind of came to to a head about six years ago and um had a baby on the way too and just kind of hit rock bottom so to speak and um you know just search for some answers in in the wrong places for a while and then uh just by happenstance i um met an old family friend or re- got reunited with an old family friend through a family tragedy, actually, um, who invited me to come to church about four years ago. And, um, yeah, I just showed up. And um, I think it was just kind of pride was squashed. And I just said, you know, I need to give this a shot. And I feel a calling for a, wa- a long time to go to church. And, yeah, so I started going and, um, you know, just kind of listening and, just getting more engaged and took some, you know, discipleship classes and tried to learn about it and just really, you know, fell in love with the Lord. And, um, you know, I just, I, 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 as a young man, I saw so much hypocrisy 
what I thought was hypocrisy in the church and hypocrisy in the in the faith and um, to, your observations make your reality. So <laughs> yeah, and, and right, uh, right, and so I just thought you know that was kind of everything. Like that was that was that was Christianity, and and then you know going to a, a healthy you know Bible based church and and uh, you know understanding God's heart and and really learning. Um, you know, really kind of opened my eyes, and here I am, just, um, you know, fourth year of my walk, really, and, um, yeah, got two kids, and <laughs> a wife, and a job, and, you know, an aging dog, and so, here I am. <laughs> oh, bacon. <laughs> well, and honestly, Steve, like, your journey there at, led you and I uh, to Christ as well, because, like, had you not had that happened where you wanted to find a church and you start going to that church, we wouldn't have been like, where are you going to church and can we join you? Yeah. Um, so, yep. and then we wouldn't be here. So really yeah. full circle. Yeah. Boom. It's, it's funny cause like you, you know, everybody's like, um, you know, it's, I talked to a lot of people in the church and it's a lot that have the exact same story and it's just like, you know, so-and-so went and then, you know, they got invited and it was just like, yeah and you know it's like and from an outsider you're just like okay so you just everyone comes in there and drinks the kool-aid or whatever and it's like <laughs> when do you worship the comet god and <laughs> yeah, yeah i know i know well, i was leery at first to be I honest know. when you invited me i i, I was really excited because i was we were trying to find a church but i was like oh like really what what is this gonna be because so many different types of christianity have different how many snakes and, are there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You just I don't know. Like everybody's always like, come to my church, and then you go and you're like, oh, this doesn't really feel like a good fit. But we went and really felt like a good fit, and like yeah. it's really cool that. So we learned a lot from it. Yeah. So kind of bringing this uh, back around, um, we all kind of well, me and Jen more similarly, but we all come from backgrounds that are very different. Even if we were raised in the Christian faith as kids, um, and so it kind of brought Jen's attention up and, and um, a discussion could be had about this. Well, okay, so I have a couple of questions, but I'm not going to ask them all in advance because I feel like it, it brings us off topic. Wow. So I'll start with one and then lead us in. Okay, Christianity, I'm just going to read something. Christianity is divided into ten main groups. I'm just going to stop mm. right there with that line. Why? What is the point? Like, why, if, if Christianity is ultimately like believing that Christ died for our sins and that he is our savior and like through him you know like our sins are forgiven and Boom. yada 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 why do we need 10 different ways to say that it like I, I it just feels like it makes are you talking like like denominations like branches yeah so or, it's yeah. it's it's divided into 10 major groups and so then it goes into like the different um, denominations and different um, sectors, I will say, of those denominations. And so it's broken in, like this one says it's broken into five, but I think it's because there's all these different subcategories under oh, yeah. it. So like this, this one says denominations as Catholic, Protestant, Eastern, or I don't know how to say this word. Non-Trinitarian. So where the the, yeah. the Trinity is not observed. So it was interesting because hmm. under Catholic it says you know that there's also different branches of Catholicism. There's Roman Catholic, there's Anglican, Independent Catholic, Old Catholic, and then you go into Protestant, and there's you know Baptist, Calvinist, 
Lutheran, <laughs> Pentecostal, Methodist. Then you've got Eastern, where it's Eastern, or- Eastern Orthodox, Oriental Orthodox, and then the one that Geo said, Jehovah's Witness, Latter Day Saints. I, I won't read like the full list, but I just don't understand why mm. we need so many different branches of Christianity to worship the same thing, and like why are we so divided? Like why? Because I can tell you that Catholicism is vastly different from Protestant religions because I was raised Catholic and we do different like I don't have to go to confession in 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 my now beliefs I don't have to take communion on a weekly basis um it it, it's just a differing belief system one's Mm -hmm. not right and the other's not wrong to like not offend anybody but why are there so many differing beliefs why are we so divided discuss (laughs) (laughs) well I guess I mean to me I think it's it's, I may be trying. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but to me, like I, I just feel like it's you've got, you know, once you let's say you start at the top and you say, hey, do I believe in a creator of the universe? Do I not believe in a creator? And then like once you get there, and it's like you know, um, you know, Christianity, and you know, understanding that, and just kind of, um, you know, once you are like, yeah, I, I think. You know, Christianity, I, I feel it in my heart. I feel that, you know, Christ is t- is tugging on my heart, and I feel like I need to give my life to Christ. I think, you know, at that point, then it's like, okay, um, there's this Bible, you know, and it's like, are you, do you believe that that is the, you know, infallible word that the, that God gave us as our, as our playbook, or do you not? And I think that if you, if you subscribe to yes, you do, and a lot of people make that decision without even actually reading the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, so they say yes or no based on just That's what, a good point. whatever. And the people who say yes, I think that they do believe in, in the Bible. They do believe it's, um, you know, infallible and it is God's word. You know, I think we'll put over here and then, you know, on the other side you have no, they don't, or at least they live their lives like they don't. And now you have man's attempt at trying to quantify faith for people Mm. if that makes sense so it's like now you you don't have individuals learning the bible you have people saying hey this is my interpretation and so i'm gonna say that you know it's all works based or i'm gonna say xyz which is a a deviation from what the bible would say Mm -hmm. you know so i think it's just like a to me it's like a clear boundary of do you subscribe to the Bible or do you not? And when you when you go no, that's when you get a lot of branches off. Not to say that people, not to say that there aren't some Catholics out there that do subscribe to the Bible and read the Bible. But I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of the the formation of those sects. Yeah, that's just did my you say overly, sex? <laughs> it's that's like my overly simplification. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. it, it makes sense to me, but something else you said. Um, it made me think too like different sectors of it have different books that they've included or excluded from the bible as well so, so yeah that's so, interesting the way i kind of broke it down um when i heard this this topic was you take a historic actual real moment in time where god intersected with humanity and you add 2,000 years, shake well with a mm, whole bunch of cultures, yeah. and what do you get, right? Right. Um, because we, are, we as Christians who are already believers 
are quick to go to the Bible because that's our only means by knowing God's like mind, right? So I think for non-believers, if especially, you need to take one step back before you get to the Bible, which is, I agree, the most important way of finding out God's mind and God's heart. Um, but the event of, of Jesus on earth alone is kind of where it starts and people started writing about that yeah and so then then i think i broke it down into categories once you get there right you have scripture which i i would probably elevate a little bit higher than tradition you know all the other things that we might list so scripture like steve said helps us determine what the truth is and what god's mind is but along with um scripture i kind of broke it down into the means of salvation, the differences in that, right? How do how are we saved or how do we recognize we're saved? Um, baptism, which is kind of a subcategory of that, but it's still a very um, divided topic within even just Christianity if you, yeah, if you claim sure. Jesus is Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, next is how you view sin and how you deal with sin mm. is how I broke that yeah. down. Then you get into subcategory of clergy and... Yeah. Um, sacraments in general right, right, if you look right. at certain religions and then obviously the scripture itself which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get into so yeah. I kind of broke it into those and and I think it might be easier to digest if we if we address them one by one what do you guys think yeah I, I like think it. so I like, I like it. it okay so Jen since you've spoken the least so far <laughs> can I add a category absolutely so we don't forget it? culture cultural differences yeah Yeah. that's that's something that i have for my next question and i don't want us to lose sight of it and culture intersects in all of these okay awesome so it's perfect right there we go we'll throw culture in as kind of the the overarching umbrella right okay cool that was that was a good throw in because i forgot to mention that overall though um so jen once again i'm gonna let you start um salvation do you have anything to say about how or like what you believe salvation is so i believe that i'm saved because jesus died for our sins and that his sacrifice is what you know kind of allowed us as humans to be able to break that gap um between sin and heaven because before he did that, it was really act-based according to the way that the Old Testament was, mm. you know, interpreted, mm-hmm. I will say, yeah. whether or not that was really your entry ticket or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was commandments and things of that nature. But Jesus said it best when he came, you know, there's only one commandment, and it's to love each other, essentially. Like, it, it overrode everything that, like, was work-based before so to me i think the act of what jesus did you know did allow us the opportunity to be able to be saved and go to heaven and i Mm -hmm. think you just have to accept that and come to the realization of of all of it and it's simple you'll just be happier for for knowing that i guess even when you're unhappy you'll have that joy yeah right steve i have a question for you (laughs) Um, and I don't, you don't have to answer it or not, but um, why Jesus in salvation? Why not a Buddha or why not Darth Vader or why not like <laughs> why not Vader. me doing it? You know why Jesus? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a keep it under thirty minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's such a deep like 
um, you know, it's such a such a deep question. I mean, it, to call it tough is like it's a, just a long-winded answer. It's not tough to answer, I guess. But mm-hmm. I mean, in in my mind, um, I've studied a theology a decent amount. I studied in college. I study it now, uh, not just Christian theology, world theology as well. And just mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like I think you, when you when you break down all religions, you have two things in my mind. You have you, you pretty much have one God, the Abrahamic God. And then of that, you have Christianity, um, Judaism, Islam, the Abrahamic God. Then you have the other sect, which is like the reliance on self. And that would be like Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, a lot of other different atheists, Gnostic. And a pantheon of gods. Yeah. Included into that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What does that mean? Like a whole bunch of gods. Yeah. Um, not just or a just, god. Or like Greek mythology. Like their mm-hmm. theirs was that they although they called things gods, there was really like them kind of worshiping themselves, so to speak. Um, so yeah, so I think once you you're relying on self, you're relying on God. Um, so then I think you know from that decision tree, if you will, if you say okay, you know, I know in my heart that. You know, my life is, is, I'm not just put here, you know, for, for no purpose and, and I'm just, I'm put here for a reason. Then you go, okay, now I'm going over to a God, you know, if you're, you believe in a creator, somebody has to obviously create that. You need to subscribe to who that creator is. And then, um, yeah. And so I just, you know, it's a decision that you make. I choose to, to, to believe that God gave us a playbook and then you look historically and you see. Um, you know, we, we've all read the Old Testament and see how, like, um, you know, the God of the Old Testament is is pretty harsh and, and what have you. And then you see Jesus come and you see all the things he stood for and how he kind of shook up the earth. <laughs> so to speak. Literally. Yeah. And it's like, and then, you know, I guess that's where, where the de- decision is made for me is just like when I, when I see the picture of the world from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and I see Jesus' teachings of what Jesus stood for, I just see, um, I see that deep, um, like, that deepness in my heart to just be like, yes, that is, that is right, mm. you know, and, and I, and, and I've studied other religions, and that was part of, like, went to a Christian college, but the emphasis, um, William Jewell College, but the emphasis was like in the beginning is like you got to find your own religions. Mm. You got to worry. We got to learn about all the other religions, you know. And so, I look at Judaism. I just see, um, you know, I, I, I almost classify that as reliance on self too, because you know Judaism is very, um, you know, they are they are we what we believe is God's chosen people, you know. But it's also they're promised a savior and they just they just reject the savior and i'm just saying no this guy makes a lot of sense and um you know and then you look at you look at um all the the old testament you look at you know what was proclaimed about um ishmael and and then you look at what now what islam is and and you can see how you know islam has a lot of truth in what they believe you know but they also you can see a lot of corruption and a lot of real issues with Muhammad and you know and it's just I think taking a look like it's like looking introspectively at your heart and just saying hey 
I can feel that this is just part of this Jesus fella. Mm. <laughs> so that's a long-winded answer, and like yeah. to a lot of people that wouldn't make sense, but I like, like it. <laughs> it's really cool because it, it, it's weird though because like the three stand for vastly different. The three within the one God thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. different theologies, so, but yet they all do believe that the Creator is the Creator. It's just how do you get to the creator they have these differing viewpoints and it's so interesting because like you know you've got your old testament which is used in all three correct like even in islam the I old think. testament yeah. yeah yeah so that to me is just interesting and then we go so far like i i don't i don't think judaism and christianity go that far off topic from each other but then you've got islam which is like completely different in yeah some of the um, things that happened so. very similar very different right we can yeah. all agree on that I, I, I'll put in my two cents real quick, but um, to add on to what you both said was you have the the one God belief system or the pantheon slash yourself belief mm-hmm. system. And within any of those constructs, regardless of which side it is, there's only, and the reason why I choose Jesus, there's only one where the supposed God, you can even put it in quotes, the supposed God, if you're not a believer is the only one that is reaching down to you to pick you up as his child to where he's at. The mm. other religions say, come here, son. I'm over here. Just get over here. Come yeah. on. Work your way here. And so I choose Jesus because he reveals to me, at least in, in my mind and my not only heart, my intellect too, that he is something otherworldly, something different. Mm. No God says, I will sacrifice myself and and humiliate myself and torture myself for my children Mm -hmm. or who even calls their you know how how many religions call their people their children you know and so the one thing is god is reaching for you and everywhere else he's saying here's a ladder get up here right it's a really good analogy um and then with it within that i did want to make a cool note um, I always like the, the linguistics of the Bible and how the words translate in, in, into our understanding because we can use four or five different words for the same thing. For for example, salvation or being saved, salvation. In Hebrew, Old Testament stuff, the word, and you should be familiar with this word, Yeshua, right? Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people nowadays are called Josh. Mm-hmm. But... Jesus' name was slightly different than just Josh, right? It, it's Yehoshua. You, they add a little extra thing in there, and that, that um, it's basically saying Jehovah is my salvation versus just salvation. It adds God is mm-hmm. salvation in there, mm-hmm. and that's who Jesus was, right? Mm-hmm. That's his name, literally, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, cool. In, the, in the New Testament, the Greek word is soter or soteria, um, which just is, you know, a tidbit there for, yeah. for you. Um, but for salvation, there is um, a sect of Christianity, um, a large portion, that believes it's not only uh, faith alone, but you have to keep that up by works, right? You have to right. keep that grace by faith mm-hmm. through by continually doing works to keep mm-hmm. that. Um, I like the analogy of an IV drip of salvation or grace to you, right? <laughs> you have to keep keep You've it grace going. today, uh-huh. but tomorrow you gotta I don't do know. start over. <laughs> you kicked your dog by accident. <laughs> we saw it. <laughs> so I think that and you guys I'll end with this, but 
the question, what is our motivating factor uh, to do good? Mm-hmm. Like, because th- that's basically saying, you better be good because I won't save you. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what I want my motivating factor to be good in the world to be? Is to me, a fear? I, sh- I started being a better human or like at least noticing my faults more outwardly. <laughs> out, like I notice that I'm flawed and I'm totally accepting of my cursing at people in traffic and all of the things that I wish that I could change about myself. They never bothered me until I became a believer. Now they bother me. I'm like, dang it, why did I do that? That wasn't very Christian-like. And so I'm harder on myself now because I have this self-awareness of, you know, like, I'm going to this really awesome place when I die, and I'm going to look down at, like, this picture of my life, and I'm going to see me cutting off this old lady in traffic because I thought that it was, like, something else going on, and then I realized she's, like, 90 and can barely see and is going 30 because she's just trying to go get her medicine so that she doesn't die. I don't know. And I... Yeah, I, I think that that's really the catch for me is like I want to be a better person now that I yeah. am a believer versus that's like so what do I need to do to earn I, I'm already saved I just don't want to let him down now I don't want him to be looking down and being like damn it Jen I'm not going to answer your prayer tonight because you were kind of an asshole <laughs> well God says damn it Jen that's not good because <laughs> he created that word and it's no bueno I told you I'm flawed I, have, I don't know what else to say <laughs> No, literally, being damned is not good, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm sure he had a different word that he would have used in the Bible. Tell me which word that was. <laughs> I didn't write it down, but it is uh, chata in Hebrew. All right. Steve, anything to finish with that salvation yeah, piece? No, I had, a, um, I had a thought and kind of lost it there, so I'm trying to pick it back up. Uh, I know we could edit this out, so... Um, Give me a second, honestly. Like I just You're fine. It. Um, he farted and he just wants to yeah. clear the air. No, this is super easy to edit. Especially uh, like long periods at one time. <laughs> while you're thinking, I'll fill the dead air. Yeah. James chapter two yeah. talks about faith and works and he kind of compares and contrasts the two. Ooh. If anybody's interested in um, a cool like study, um, James in general is a short yeah. book that you can study. But James chapter two, it talks about faith and works, or faith versus works, if you will. Um, and it's really interesting because Catholics and Protestants, regardless of which side of the line you stand on, they use this verse to support their argument. Mm. So it's very interesting. I won't read the whole thing, but it's really cool to. to which yeah. verse? Yeah. Uh, it's chapter two, verses uh, fourteen through twenty-four. No, I guess regarding salvation, there was something you said, Jen, where you were saying that, um, like you mentioned this at the beginning of what you were saying when you were like, um, you know, like I'm saved, like I, I'm saved now, like now what do I do, you know, and like that was like a, such a, <laughs> that was like a, such a long 10 year, 15 year, like just, um, you know, thought that went in my head. I was just like, I mean, like I'm saved. So I can just go screw off now and do whatever I want. And God's treat, got you, bro. Treat people like crap, and, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to, you know, it's going to be fine, you know, because, you know, I'm saved. And it's like, um, I, that, I mean, for me, that was just such a shallow existence. And like, you know, it was, it was fun. Like I had some fun. I'm not going to lie. Like I had a time in my life where I had a lot of fun and, and, but um, ultimately, that that fun starts starts dulling, 
and you know and for some people it may be five years like it was for me other people it may be 50 years you better bet bet your sweet patootie that the <laughs> prodigal son had plenty of fun before when he was blowing his money too right yeah, right exactly and he ended up in a pig pen yeah I, mean, <laughs> I think the the moral of the the story for me and i think for a lot of people out there or most everyone out there actually is not me uh, and when you think about anything well let's just talk about things of this world nothing's free in this world like if you want something like it's if you want something bad enough if you want to be fit or you want to um, you know make a lot of money or you want to do anything it requires like hard work and it's not it doesn't require the easy road you know and so Christianity isn't for people who want the easy way out you know although we see that all the time you hear Caleb and you know you listen to Joel Steen and he tells you to you know give all this money and trust in oh shoot can you cancel that check babe (laughs) and and then somehow miraculously things happen to you. It's like I, I'm just telling people it's it's not your life's not all you know puppies and candy canes. I mean like life is with you know Christianity is um, you know being of the faith and being of the mission is like it's it's not the easiest life. But you know like I said, um, I don't think life's supposed to be easy. Like I thought that way for a long time, but I don't think it's supposed to be easy. Like I think we're suppo- I think we grow and we we get better and, and we get more um, aligned with God's heart. Like the more we we work, especially when we're when we're working on the things. A little Hold bit. on, marshmallows yeah. don't sharpen iron. <laughs> yeah. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> Sometimes you got to rub against hard stuff to to get that much sharper. Anyway, I do think that the Lord would want our lives to be easy. If there was not, like, sin and the devil and all of that oh, stuff. Oh, life it. was very easy for Adam and Eve, right? I know. And then yeah. stupid Eve. <laughs> and, it's always and, the girl, man. And easiness <laughs> and, like, difficulties in life and easiness, it's, it's all subjective, right? I mean, um, I think it's so interesting when we see we read about celebrities and we read about i mean vincent jackson just died i don't know if you guys know the who that football is. player football player or football michael player. jackson's little brother <laughs> yeah tito who's <laughs> after him <laughs> that was really good um no football player just died 38 years old in, incredible nfl career um i don't know if he was like saved or not but the, the point of the story is the guy had tons of money beautiful wife many kids and died in a hotel room by himself just drinking alcohol and god knows what the toxicology board's still out there and it's just like it you know people think like i just want to be happy and stuff and it's like whatever your plight is even if you're an nfl player you're a retired nfl player you got 70 million dollars in the bank it's like you know happiness is 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 like subjective you know you could be at the worst time of your life and amidst tragedy and you could have that god joy and you could um you know be as prosperous as the world wants and you could be miserable and it's just interesting how it's almost irrelevant what your life circumstances are it's just like if in my mind it's a correlation between there's a large correlation between um you know, having the Lord and um, your circumstances are irrelevant in terms of like that intrinsic joy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a good point. So, transition to <laughs> what are we being saved from? 
or what causes us to need salvation, right? So, um, sin is that what... That dang Eve again. Is that Eve? <laughs> no. So sin, and how we view sin, how we deal with sin, disgust, go. <laughs> well, I mean, um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of churches and a lot of um, a lot of teachings out there are you know focused on like sin itself you know where I think the first step is like drawing nigh to the Lord mm. and so like I think you know we get into this mode where we're like okay okay I, I'm just not going to sin today you know and it's like it's pretty naive to assume you're not going to sin in that day like, to be honest perfect day ever you know? exist? <laughs> I mean like sheer Tell force me of will I mean I know some very godly people I mean, well, hold not, on. Before we get even to <laughs> to like, like why, like why we sin? What is sin? Missing the mark. Ah, yeah, there we can start there. Missing the mark. So, um, being, you know, being not godly, you know, missing the mark. So, or not being perfectly godly, <laughs> and so you know, sin is a in my mind is a daily if not hourly you know endeavor and because your thoughts can be considered sin like even if you think impure thoughts then you're considered sinning well, i will throw in out context of the bible yeah yeah, yeah. I, I will throw out even a more foreign concept to christians um possibly but like obviously we're all sinners that's clearly stated in the bible let alone you hear it from any Christian, you're a sinner, right? Mm-hmm. But what if, um, I mean, God knows we're all sinners. God knows we can't fix ourselves. Um, but what if this sin is a perception of ourselves and how we think God views us versus what our accountability of like every single action that we do wrong and how we can perfect ourselves, right? I think a lot of the times... Um, sin can be viewed as just us viewing ourselves as how we think our dad thinks of us. Like, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, you, you like do something and you're yeah. like, I'm pretty sure they know that I did that, but I don't know for <laughs> sure. And so you like observe everything your dad's looking at you to do and like, he definitely knows. Oh yeah. my gosh. And you're basically condemning yourself in your own mind at that time. And I'm not saying like yeah. sin doesn't exist and we're not like the stuff we do doesn't hurt or affect anything. I, I don't want to go there, but I think we need to rise above the petty, just like fix yourself mm-hmm. and get to the point where like, why are we viewing ourselves as these dirty, rotten, guilty, guilty people when I, this is a cool tidbit I found. In, I was doing some research today of the word guilty, guilt, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Only references in the New Testament of the word guilt, guilty, anything in that word right there, right? Any version of that word. It's only used in the New Testament as a reference to either Old Testament law right. or something the Jewish leadership themselves had, had said. Jesus was like repeating something. You say, da-da-da-da-da. Guilt. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Jesus never says any, to any of us, mm-hmm. we are guilty. To anyone he meets. Because he even says, like, you shouldn't, like, cast a stone at somebody for their sin or, like, what if you... Yeah, shoot that yeah. lady who was uh, having yeah. an ad- adultery, right? Yeah. And he says, 
If you, the, you who are without sin cast the first stone, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, his point right there is, like, you can't judge other people's sins. Like, in, in like, really, does that even give you the right to judge your own sins? Like, you know your, your shortcomings and, like, missing the marks and things of that nature. But, like, what really does classify as a sin versus, like, just, like, you being hard on yourself and God telling you, dude, you're literally hung up on that still? I was over that, like, ten light years ago. And that's why, that's why you know, I started off with, like, drawing nigh to the Lord. It's like... Um, you know, I, I think, I definitely think guilty is, I mean, like you said, it's not in the Bible. It's not like something that is a, is a good thing for us to, to be thinking, you know, at the same time, it's like, if we just like, if we just, you know, we can't just focus all day, every day on the Lord. It's, that's <laughs> impossible. I mean, we have a job. I wouldn't and, have a job yet. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'd but have to work for like a commune <laughs> or something. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean. That's not what those nun places are called. A convent. Yeah, convent. Yeah. I'd have to work for a convent. What's a commune? I feel like I said something Either bad. way, you're probably drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah commune would be. Yeah, oh, that's like the cult thing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Not that. <laughs> um, No, but like, I don't know. I guess if you're, if you're just in any relationship like you guys wouldn't have a relationship if you guys didn't talk every now and you know it's like the same thing with the lord it's like you know if you don't if you don't hang out with them if you're not reading the bible and you're not praying and and prayer is is a whole nother topic of <laughs> that would be a good one communication yeah. yeah yeah and and but it's just like you know if you're not communicating you can't have a relationship and then you know then then i think you get the deviations of of if you don't have the relationship, then it's like, okay, now I'm just going to focus. Sin is going to be the, my abundance or non-abundance of sin is now going to be my, um, my relationship with this religion, you know, because now it's not a relationship with God. It's a relationship with the rules, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, it's, it's a dangerous place to be. It leads you into the thoughts of repentance and penance, if you will. Um, I think that's the same root word, even penance and penance. Anyway, repenting. What what is what is the literal translation of repent to in the Bible? To turn away or to like correct an action. To right? turn around, yeah. To turn around. So to turn around from your shortcoming. So um, Old Testament Greek or Hebrew word is shub, or which literally means to turn. To shub is to turn. Mm. Sounds and like a shub. <laughs> Which I like the Hebrew version because it's. <laughs> I can sing the whole song. So oh, she can. Nineties child. She can. But yeah, so to turn. But in the Greek, it's a little bit deeper because Greek is like one of those languages that can, with one word, can really descri- be very descriptive. Kind of like German, you can combine like eight words into one. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Lebensborn and yeah. all of them. Anyway, it's metaneo, which is two words put together. Meta, which is like within. And neo is like your your not your understanding, so it means basically to change your understanding or perception on something. So think differently or reconsider also is is a different reference you could use. So, what are you doing when you repent? You're you're turning around. You're changing mm-hmm. your own perception of what you are as a sinner and what you do as a sinner. Right? Um, I thought that was kind of cool because. When I thought of repentance as a kid, at least, seeing all the movies and reading all the, you know, fire and brimstone yeah, yeah. Uh, verses, you're like, repentance is, I better flagellate myself enough times and feel sorry that I never do this again, right? Yeah. But it's actually just changing your mind and being like, oh no, 
my Lord is way better than I can imagine and I'm going to automatically follow a better path of life when I realize how awesome I am in his view. Right. I love that view of it at yeah. least. Yeah. I also like to call out though that like, yeah, to repent, like it's just like, you just need to talk to the Lord directly. You have a lifeline communication on your own. You don't need to go through anybody else as a middleman to repent and turn away from like something that you feel like is a shortcoming. We've talked about repentance. Yeah. You can add, go ahead and yeah. add if you want. Um... Or you can add to pen, the new thing of, like, how do we come penitent or how do we reconcile, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess, Or like, should we reconcile? <laughs> yeah, we definitely should should reconcile. And I guess, who are we reconciling with? I mean, I think we're reconciling with the Lord, but, um, you know, I also think that... I think that, I, I guess, repentance in general, like, yeah, the turning away of the sin. Uh, I think, you know, another thing that's important is, like, um, when you can... I, I feel like when you are when you have that relationship with the Lord and you are in the Word and you understand the law, and I'm not saying I, 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 I get it. I, mean, I don't know anything. You know, I'm just, like, a, I'm trying to, to get there, you know. But um, you start to, to see, like, sin for what it is. You know, and that was a that was a tough that was a tough deal. Destructive, for me. often. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough deal for me. You know, because like there are certain things in my life. Not, I mean, there's there's several there were several things in my life that uh, I just enjoyed, and it was like sinful. You know, and it's just like I just I enjoyed it anyway. You know, and it's like. Do you consider it a sin because it was harmful to your salvation, or I guess what classifies a sin? Mm. Well. um... I think it, it, good question. I mean, it's a great question. You know, we're going to get deep now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and you don't have to give like specific, like sin examples necessarily, but like <laughs> what classifies, I guess, like a sin versus, like, I guess, like what makes something a sin? Like, why do we label something a sin? Like, there's well, the not Catholic this rule book of, Well, the like, Catholic Church has a whole rule book, but well, that's if Old you're not Testament, part of that, that's, uh, no, no, that's New Testament. They're mm-hmm. Christian. So they do have a textbook that they base it on, but what I'm saying is from the New Testament. Yeah. Oh, I'm interested now. So there's mortal and venial sins in yeah. the Catholic yeah. faith. Okay. And some are like you're gonna like hang out in purgatory for a while because you did this, and there's some where like if you don't repent and go to confession and all this, you're not going anywhere good. So there's but how some do you that are know, like, like, I need to repent for this sin? Like, is there a rule book for, like, a child that would follow those set guidelines? Like, are they setting them up for failure or setting them up for success? I'm just curious. Like, is it everything you think that you've done wrong and guilty is considered a sin? Yeah. Or are there, like, a basis? <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on the religion. That's what I was saying. There's There are, quote-unquote, rule books for certain religions or sects within Christianity. I like but a nice checklist. The the other way I think of it is, as Steve mentioned, the damage it does to to yourself and others. Yeah. Because it's you're not God hates to see you harming yourself. Right. So there's that. But I firmly firmly believe and conf- and affirm that Jesus has already died for my sins. He's ar- I've already been forgiven yeah, through for Jesus. Sure. So what I was trying to emphasize is. Stop focusing on your sins and your guilt upon yourself or looking at others' sins and guilting them 
and focus on how you can repair the damage that those sins that you that you consider do. Because right. you're good with God, so you have the yeah. the vertical and horizontal. You're good vertically. Right. You just work on the horizontal right. part of things. Yeah, and I think I mean that's like nail on the head right there for me too. I mean, it's just like you know focusing on like Gio said, like focusing on like your relationship with the Lord and just kind of you know putting things in place to turn that away like you're you're fine we're fine we're not going to lose our salvation mm-hmm. you know when we think of sin it's just causing like geo said causing damage to us or others you know and so um it's <laughs> nothing's getting taken away right? spiritual spiritually <laughs> from your sin you know and we're always gonna you know i think about all the time i'm like man what am i gonna like sin about when i'm 85 but like i'm gonna find a way because i'm sinful nature you know like <laughs> i'm gonna find a way like what i sinned about when i was you know 10 or or 15 is different than i you know sin about you know at 109 or whatever i am now your sins will mature with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you're just checking out aunt jemima differently instead of <laughs> yeah. the chick yeah Exactly. She doesn't look that bad anymore. <laughs> Dang. You know to... they change. It's not going to oh, be yeah, Aunt Jemima anymore. The Mills, yeah, yeah. something yeah. milling company. I, yeah, oh, I'm going to have to look into like what I'm supposed to call my syrup now. <laughs> Nothing racist, please. <laughs> um, so I don't know how much time we want to save. We can skip over like some specifics like baptism, clergy, mm-hmm. the sacraments if you'd mm-hmm. like. Because okay. those are very specific, especially mm-hmm. to only certain sects yeah. of mm-hmm. Christianity. So we can either um, jump to scripture, or we can jump into cultural effects. I say let's jump into culture, because okay. that was my second question, because I feel like different cultures... <clears throat> okay, so I kind of caught on to this when we were going through the adoption process, and one of the things that I looked up when we were going to Bulgaria to for our first trip to meet our son is... I was just curious, what denomination are they? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, you know, like, oh, you the can majority. look up the percentages know. in the U.S. of, like, by denomination, like, what is Bulgaria? And then it made me start thinking when I started looking at the surrounding what countries. And, like, well, they're basically, um, I think it's, um, they're, they're or- Christian Orthodox. Um, right. Yeah, they're the Orthodox, that last category that I read mm-hmm. off. Not the non-Trinitarians. Yeah. The one before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um... I, I saw different countries had different majority religion or theology beliefs kind of vary based off of like region of the world. You see like more Christians in different areas versus more Hindu or more Buddhist, you know, so mm-hmm. why does, where's culture come into play with that? Like why are certain cultures more attuned to different branches of religion i should say because not all of them are even christianity like why why does that come into play i mean you would know the most mr history buff all right i I, I just wanted to give you i assume from a geographics perspective it's has a lot to do with um like wars and and where people settled and what the you know um like of the conquering power like what were their you know, bias was or what have you, Rome, their influence. You talk about Catholicism. You know, I assume like that's a lot of the implications yeah. when you're talking about, especially when you're talking about overseas. I mean, in the United States, we are a, a melting pot of overseas. So again, I think it might be part of just like culture from over there, brought here. But 
this guy would be the guy. But yeah, and how is it so different based so, off of like region? We'll start from the beginning. Um, basically, you have Nimrod, and you have the Tower of Babel, right? You okay. have all the people on Earth are essentially recognizing themselves under one rulership as one people, and they probably by as directed by their leader um, started building a tower to God. And there's extra biblical texts even that expand on that, saying they essentially wanted to build this tower to uh, defeat God, even, mm. or to at least replace God or move up there with him, right? Mm-hmm. And so, regardless of what you believe the tower is, if it was a super tall tower like some writings say, or if it was some kind of portal to get you to a different, you know, all these different ideas you have, but the idea is God said, you know, these people are basically ganging up to in defiance of me to defeat me mm-hmm. even though he knew they wouldn't be able right. to he's right. like i've got to do something about this or the whole world's doomed and i just flooded it a few hundred years ago yeah. like what am i going to do yeah. again you just keep getting smarter like, i don't want to kill everybody <laughs> no. so uh he said i'm going to change their languages and send right. them off and then when you read into like um you know ancient writings about those references um, you either in the in the Latin or Greek versions you have seventy two nations um, in the um, Hebrew ish version you have seventy nations um, and then God assigns a protector or a god over each one of those nations um, and so you can always get into the I love getting into this almost supernatural or other dimensional realms of things but if you think about it, different languages, different regions that they're drawn to, and, and as you had mentioned, they probably warred against each other after they recognized the differences amongst themselves. They probably factioned up and then um, ended up warring because that's all they knew at that time. And you have these angels that God assigned over each nation, and it seems like the only angel, at least that's mentioned in the Bible, that's even loyal to God anymore is the one that's assigned over Israel. And this is Michael, mm. one of the, is a lot of people consider the archangel. Mm. Um, but it's almost as if all the other nations, the Goyim in the Old Testament, just rebel against God, or at least are not following this monotheistic version anymore. And so you, you get into culture from there, right? And you have regions that might start worshiping their ancestors over like a true God. Mm. Um, because, man, Noah lived to, you know, what was it, 900 or 700? Mm-hmm. I forgot how, how many yeah. specific years how it was. he was. <laughs> I know Methuselah's in his mid-900s. But I think Noah lives at least like six or 700. Yeah. And um, so, like, could you imagine you only lived 100, but your great-great-great-great-grandfather's living it? You'd be like, that guy's a God, mm. or at least something mighty, right? Yeah. And, you start this culture on that, and that's where you kind of see in the Asian um, uh, areas, regions, where there's this almost ancestor worship, um, yeah. Taoism, and all these different things, right? And then you get into maybe India, where um, their faction probably broke off and were like, you know what, this one god, he broke us into a bunch of nations, and they must have made us want to like imagine there was more than one god, is what mm-hmm. he's trying to imply. So mm-hmm. let's do Hinduism, where the tree is a type of God and the mm-hmm. ground is a type of God and right. everything's a God and we are God and we can attain that Godship and da 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 so you have your your near east stuff and then you have your western and we're affected by the western development of things yeah. in America right because we're considered a western nation still mm-hmm. and in that you have your pantheon of gods is how it developed and how those affect your belief in 
even if you stick as a Christian throughout all this persecution in time throughout history, and you come out as a Christian in the year 1500, you're still affected by all the cultural oh, yeah. things around you. Yeah, that's crazy. And if you're in Asia and Europe, you're going to have a completely different depiction of God, thought of God, Jesus. And that's what you see um, these arts, like all the different um, art forms that come from Africa and Asia and all these different places. They vastly differ in their depictions of Jesus and his likeness, yeah. what they make oh, him yeah. look like, if he's black, if he's Asian, if he's white, <laughs> if he's a baby with Mary, if he's, you know, this like, some of them are just like cool, he almost looks like an alien, colorful. Mm -hmm. So it's just really cool to explore the depictions throughout history of how people think of and view God in their minds in mm -hmm. art and in scripture too, mm -hmm. and, and non-biblical scripture. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. Um, to examine all that and you could probably have like five podcasts on that <laughs> yeah. but when you get down to it you have your currently your eastern orthodox your roman catholicism your western christian like you could call it evangelical church mm -hmm. and then your eastern evangelical church if you look at the eastern church versus the western church today you would feel like a frog out of or not a frog out of fish out of water <laughs> a frog out of a pot i'm sorry i'm joe bidening for a second um, no you'll feel, you feel like <laughs> here's the thing man listen up man come on man come on you just gotta do the thing that was good i'm sorry good. anyway um you you'd feel like a fish out of water in asia currently today if you go to a christian church and they're like the first baptist church of you know, Midwestern China. Yeah. They're packed into a room smaller than what we're sitting in now. Hundreds of people sweating and farting on each other, mm -hmm. singing at the top of their lungs, like, and just like overjoyed. You can just see it in their, if you've ever watched videos, is on their faces, their worship, and their, you can just see the commitment and their, their, their just like love of what they're doing at that moment. Why is that? They're persecuted. Mm -hmm. They're being literally killed and their churches burned down for what they believe. While we over here are drinking our beers and talking <laughs> on our podcasts about how, yeah. how like we're better than everybody else, right? <laughs> um, it's just very interesting because, yeah, culture can affect even how you deal with God or how you think God deals with you. And even the safety of being able to talk about Christianity. Like, there's certain mission trips that, like, you can't you're not safe you go over there for hospital missions or for other reasons and then you're also there to preach the word of god but you can't outwardly say that you're there to preach the word of god so right. you're setting up things that do good for them like you know creating a well service so that they can get water or creating a hospital so that there's a place for them to go but like um really the root of it is because you want to teach them about the yeah. lord so like that's the mission but you can't outwardly say that you're even yeah. on a christian mission mm -hmm. and the and it's you you get killed if you go over there and they find out what you're trying to do and you're too bold about it why is that like why is christianity i guess then shunned in certain mm -hmm. cultures well i mean you know true biblical christianity is um i mean it's against the world you know the world especially like going back to your you know little sidebar um but going back to your like original first statement it's just kind of like how do we have all these different you know um different types of churches different types of religions even within christianity mm -hmm. you know and i think it comes down to like um 
power. You know, I'm not saying like you think about the Catholic Church and the and the the power that they wanted and the power they they understood. You know, early in the in the Catholic Church, um, you know, we think that you know their their thought was was pretty right and just, right? And then once they realized, oh my gosh, we have something real, Christianity. Is super powerful. I'm going to use it for worldly power. There's individuals within the organization that chose to. It probably it probably developed based on leadership. Yeah, way, right. Right. Because right. I think, in defense of the Catholics, as much as I disagree with a lot of their stuff, there are very right-minded and right-hearted people for within. Sure. For and sure. I think the leadership has sometimes strayed them away from for the sure directions. Yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. That's not perfect point about like it's not um it's not you know knocking the individual even today you know Mm -hmm. catholic individual like it's it's saying that you know but that's that is a lot of you know we think about catholic roots like that is a lot of their roots so i think like the persecution you know it's like christianity is something real and dangerous and why it's real and dangerous is because um like it is real. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Did you say Israel? <laughs> Israel. Um, no, it's like, you know, it's... it's You can't... Once someone becomes a Christian in a foreign country, it's like they're going to be like, oh, hey, you know, I've kind of seen the light on communism or on something else. And like, mm. I'm not going to... I'm not going to rebel, but I'm also now independent and, you know, typically unable to be controlled to a certain extent That's and so it's really kind of dangerous point. you know because it's like uh, the world wants people nations want people that are um that think that the nation is their everything and their belief you know and what's well, that like north korea that. yeah right i mean you even look and you look at like historically like um you know germany in world war Two and in the soviet union you know destroying china yeah and destroy yeah destroying any faith um destroying you know burning bibles and shutting down churches and the idea is yeah it's now nazism becomes the um you know becomes the focus and becomes the love and becomes everything you're everything and so once once you have a certain entity being your everything you'll do anything for it and so it's a way to to control find it interesting we almost come full circle back to right after the flood with Nimrod we all were put under this one or not we but humanity was put under this one authority under the king of Nimrod they were either told or agreed upon building this tower it probably was a little bit both and they bought into this we're all one system and we're going to defeat the god we are god us mm-hmm. that is communism yeah and it's a threat to a lot of different government and power forms financial right. not only government financial technocracies all that kind of stuff it's a threat to them because we don't buy into that and so we're not going to be um profitable yeah, right. servants of right. their whatever it is right, right? exactly that is a re- i mean like i feel like that really did clarify my point and like what i was asking was you tying it into the different branches of government Power that happen yeah. within the different countries too because I mean really your country's living for the world and then your individuals within the country are trying to find their way and living for God but yet you also have to like 
survive so it's like they constantly keep you in this struggle of like trying to like live for the lord but then you also have to live for the world to like not die yeah that's interesting i mean praise the lord we like geo was saying we're sitting here you know having a beer and talking (laughs) about the lord and like we don't have to be in an underground bunker and all these things you know we, we definitely take it for granted i mean say what you want about the United States of America and and what have you, but, you know, I still call me naive and whatever, but I still think it's a fantastic country to live in. Um, And it's not because they're giving us something that we owe to them. It's because they're giving us our own freedom to make our own decisions on God, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's not, it's not, it, it shouldn't be a focus on, and I know you're not saying this, but I know a lot of people might misinterpret this as, well, America's the only good place left in the world. It's like, Maybe yes, but the point is, when you're getting given enough freedom to make your own decisions and yeah. do your own thing, you can really um, number one, you can fall away from God, but number two, you almost take for granted what you can do when you're not in those freedoms. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's a great point. Totally take advantage. <laughs> totally. I mean, I do every day. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, we don't think about the the liberty that we have in the United States. We think about how. Um, yeah, Trump's so terrible, and you know all this kind of. We get wrapped up in the political we get battle. Wrapped, we get wrapped <laughs> up in that. We get wrapped up in you know social media and all that stuff, and it's just like yeah, we we do live in the land of the free and the home of the brave, right? I mean, it's it's yeah, <laughs> we, we take it for granted for now. Way more opportunities <laughs> than a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, and and America's no perfect spot, and you know I could I definitely see just like. Historically, you look at a lot of great nations falling. Like I, you know, I think, are we headed there? I think it's inevitable. When you're a world power, it's just no way. I don't, you know, I don't know what the longest reign of a world power has been. What was Rome? Four hundred. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we're 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 in the infancy of that. I mean, we're probably you know post World War Two, we've become the biggest world power and have stayed there. So. I don't know. I mean, it's inevitable. So it's like, but again, you place your you place your hope in the nation, or you place your hope in the Lord. Yeah, it's yep. very true. Yeah, it's interesting when you have certain nations that dictate your every move mm-hmm. too, though. Oh yeah, that would make it hard for you to be able to even know the Lord. Like some of those mm. people that you hear where we go over on mission trips and they say like we as United States citizens that want to do that. We do that every week. Yeah, I'm like, I haven't been on a mission trip, I'll just be honest. Like, I would love to, but I don't think this is the right point in my life with a kid. (laughs) I want to make sure I can live for him for a while. Um, But you just hear about like how much their safety is compromised in um, trying to deliver a Bible. Like that they've, like the Bible Project, for example, I think that there's an initiative right now to translate the Bible into every language Mm-hmm. known yeah. and they've done a tremendous job and I'm not going to misquote it because it's <laughs> hundreds that they've translated probably thousands I don't know that this Bible has been translated into but some of these cultures that like we're going and we're providing um, services to they don't like there's not even a Bible to give them like it's not written yet so like how are you to give them something that they can read and they can study upon if you I'll answer that by just referencing the book of Acts. They didn't have any of the New Testament scriptures, but they got a lot of people to buy into Jesus. So it's not only the word of God, it's the word of God that has the power. So 
the Word of God being the Bible, the Scripture, mm-hmm. awesome, great, only way to know the mind and heart of God. But the Word of God is not a book, it's a man. It's a human, it was, it's God, it's a God-man, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to also remember, even if those people don't have the Bible physically to read, you can still reach their hearts and their minds, their intellect, by the logic and uh you could say it, heart morality of God. Like, mm-hmm. so I think the Bible is extremely important, and I think it's great. You should you should Google videos of like Chinese people getting their first ever translated Bible. Mm-hmm. They are literally like holding like a newborn baby, <laughs> freaking out like, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> so it's amazing to see like the power, even under persecution, especially under persecution that that God can have um, in your life, and then we just take it for granted, and it makes me mm-hmm. depressed and sad. Yeah, I think I need to be more humble now because I'm like, I need another Bible. I want one of those color Bibles. It's like, I already have this Bible, but I don't want to take notes in it. So I need another Bible. And then it's, that, that's kind of humbling that like when there's people that don't even have a Bible. So that's really sad. Yeah, I feel like an asshole. Thanks, Gio. <laughs> so how did we do, Gio? Do you think that we kind of answered it? It sounds like, from my perspective, let me know if I'm missing the synopsis here, but like, Really, it's human interpretation is the reason that we have different sects, I will say, of Christianity. And because we're human and we're flawed and we already go to war with each other, we're just quite honestly, obviously going to disagree on this too, right? Because the devil's wanting to make people disagree on this. He wants to confuse everybody. Um, And that's why we have all of this confusion in different denominations within Christianity. So like, even though like we're saying we're Christian... You get asked, well, what branch of Christianity are you? And it's like, why does it matter? I believe in Jesus. Like, that's all you need to know. And now I understand why I get asked that question a little <laughs> I bit loved more. His, I loved his, <laughs> his, like, picture of, like, you have Jesus 2,000 years ago, and then you shake everything up, and then here you go. <laughs> Which is, like, exactly right, you know? And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all just, like, we're all flawed people, Christian, non-Christian, and, like, make mistakes and we do stupid stuff and we have a sinful nature and you know 2,000 years of all that it's gonna it's gonna end in some some crazy stuff out there I think the great thing about recognizing you have a flawed nature uh, is why people are Christian it's because they recognize right especially through their own deeds in life that they can't do it on their own right they need they're never gonna do it on their own yeah the law that's why I think the Old Testament law was given to show you you can't do it on your own yeah the best israelite in history never completed the law fully you you can be the best person in the world mother Teresa, and you're never gonna complete that that's why you need god mm-hmm. or flawed, right? right it's great so new challenge idea instead of a swear jar a sin jar <laughs> oh my gosh first no. person to fill it <laughs> buys dinner it would be like a slot machine <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, you know, I've tried to, like, count sins, you know, before, <laughs> and it's just like, it. there is some sins that's just so subjective on how, I, I'm like, you know, like, when you, like, if you had a sexual thought, you know. I was like, looking at his butt, but I was admiring how well he <laughs> It's only half <laughs> a point. <those> <laughs> Barely counts. You know, must so, work out. so it's just like, I don't know, it's so hard to, like, quantify, you know, because, like, and when you start, this is why I say, stop focusing on your sins and your guilt, right? Yeah, right. Because all you're going to do all day is be like, oh, that was a sin, dang it. And yeah. then you're like going around all day feeling guilty when 
you could be like interacting with others in a loving way instead of focusing on your own sin and guilt you might have overlooked somebody that you could have talked to about whatever right right, right. like my my pastor always says like you know you've got like monks out there you know who are just like i'm not gonna sin so i'm not gonna <laughs> talk to anybody and i'm just gonna be up on this thing like chilling so happy <laughs> no it's just like you know we're not supposed to just like sit up there and you know do the home and yeah, then it's like connection yeah and it's just like you know then to your point about like counting sin is like that's just not yeah it's not what we're called to do it's not you know? feasible that's the beauty of christ right it's it it's not um it's not that i am better than anyone who's a non-christian it's not i'm not better than this person, I'm not better than this person. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the Lord and and Christ. It has nothing to do with uh, something that I did, you know. And it's just like showing people that, you know, receiving that love is is not something that it's 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 not this thing where now you're of the elite or now you're better. It's not. It's just you're receiving a gift that was that's freely given to you. You know, and to everyone that wants it. And to yeah. everyone that wants it. And you it. don't have to, like, keep a, keep the bar at this level to, like, stay within that, like, right. believing. Right. Like, if you yeah. miss the bar by this much, yeah. then, oh, I guess I'm not really a true Christian again, yes. so I need to say the believer's prayer again and, like, go down <laughs> the whole path. I mean, like, you're expected to miss the mark. Like, if you're doing it daily, like, a lot by, like, a yardstick, then maybe you should have more prayer in your life, but... <laughs> it's probably... Yeah, it's all about relationship, yeah. right? The, the closer I feel to, to um, my, like, spiritual best friend Jesus the less I am tempted or even want to do anything bad because all I have is the mind and heart of him at yeah. that point. And, and you talk yeah. through, like, your sin with, like, in prayer. Like, that's what prayer's for. Like, you give it to God. Like, dude, I really did this today. I feel really bad about it. I was yelling and honking my horn at this car. I drove by. It was really this, like, 90-year-old lady, and I feel like an asshole. Like, please forgive me yeah. and help me do better. Like, you're confessing what you did. You're recognizing what you did. You're trying to establish, like, I need help so that I don't do this again. And then you hopefully will remember that, that you had that conversation with the Lord the next time somebody's driving 30 miles under the speed limit and you want to yell at them. You maybe be like, oh, gosh, last time it was somebody really old and I maybe should, like, bite my tongue before. And, you know, I'll, I'll honk at them when I get next to them and I realize they're my age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kidding. So, <laughs> but no, that that's just my thoughts. Yeah. So, um, we 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 can have differing opinions and differing um, thoughts, but I think um, Jesus pulls it all together, and and uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing when the Bible says when two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there, right? Yeah. Um, does he say in two or three Pentecostal? <laughs> right. are there or when two or three southern baptists are there or he says when two or three gather my name yeah. i'm with them right yeah. no he's only here if you do x y and z you don't dance and no i'm just so <laughs> have you heard have you guys heard that joke where the, like a guy's like uh on the bridge and he's about to jump off and, he's, and the guy pulls up he's like hey don't jump and he's like trying to think of something to talk to the guy about so the guy doesn't jump off the bridge and he's like are, are you a believer and guy's like yeah and he's like, oh, okay, what kind of, are you a Christian? Yeah, yeah, Are you a, a Catholic or a, a evangelical? Evangelical, cool. 
are you a uh, you know King James version or a NIV <laughs> King James? Oh, me too. <laughs> are you a Southern Baptist or a you know Independent Baptist? <laughs> uh, do you believe in predestination or not? Non predestination. <laughs> Do you believe in infant baptism? You, know, all the, you go down the list, and at the very end, it's like, me too, all the way. In the very end, like, um, you know, is your favorite pastor, you know, John MacArthur or, you know, Fred Young? And he's like, John MacArthur, push him off the bridge. You know, it's like the smallest difference, and we're enemies again. But yeah. the, the reality of what Jesus is saying is, like, you're all my kids, and yeah. when you come together in my name, I'm there, man, and yeah. you can do great things yeah. together. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, that. Yeah, and I think, like, you know that like we're those are our christian brothers every everywhere but you know at the same time like um you know like you said earlier it's like with non-believers as well like you know they're still our brothers and sisters are they our brothers and sisters in christ no but i mean if we really love them like we'll be good to them um, they they were created and are loved by god currently yeah yeah some of my favorite people aren't believers to be honest oh, i man, hope that too. someday that they get there and that i can be a stepping stone to that for them but i would never preach at them like i love mm. them for who they are <laughs> and if they ever have questions then they always know that i'm here to answer them yeah i think the best witness is like how you live your life and mm. you know especially with someone who you know has has been a non-believer for a long time i have many people in my life as well and it's just like it's not this going to you know like um uh, a revival or something where there's 120 people or whatever they say is get saved and it's like oh my gosh we had so many people get saved and it's just like um you know it's like it's never going to be some quick sort of conversion like that you know it's like yes does that happen i'm sure you know but like Especially, I know some the people in my life, it's like, it's going to take a long time and it's going to take, a, um, you know, them examining my life and then it's going to take a circumstance in their life where they do ask those questions and they do want to know. Because most people do not want to know. Overwhelming majority of people do not want to well, know. They don't even want to ask because they don't want to go there. They say, I don't want this accountability in my yeah. life. I don't want this. I don't. I've heard this knocking for so long. I don't want to answer the door. I've decided not to. It used to be a Jehovah's Witness, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's cool because marriage, right? Um, we we don't know our... I didn't know Jen, everything about Jen day one we were married, right? You yeah. didn't know all, everything. You sure learned. Well, <laughs> I learned a lot. Same with Hannah, right? Like, you didn't know everything about her day one. You learn more and more even today, probably. Mm-hmm. You guys still kind of grow yeah. In, yeah. in knowing each other. Um, same with same with God. Like we, I don't know everything about the mystery of the Triune God or the Godhead as right. I should. Right. But I'm growing closer and closer every day to Him. Does that mean intellectually? Sometimes, maybe not. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it means my heart is is growing bigger for others, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the second you you take your foot off any relationship in life you're going to start pulling away from that relationship with Jen, for example. If I started playing soccer seven nights a week, yeah. we're going to grow away from each other. Yeah. Um, so the closer you are in that relationship and the more, f- especially in human interaction, the more forgiving you are, obviously, you're always going to grow closer to each other. Yeah. And that's where God is. God is, I want you to be in my family. I want you, my child. Come here, guys. I'm right. here. I'm, I'm grabbing you. All you got to do is, is hold on yeah. for the ride. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> you guys want to cheers? Yes. <laughs>
Peace, Mike. Thank you, Steve, for coming and participating. Hey, thanks for having me. This was a blast. <laughs> Absolutely a blast. I'm honored to be part of this. Thank <laughs> you.